this week on Twiatch, we're talking about the WNBA actually coming to uh, video games and also new games giving you old games for rewards for beating the new games. And then we argue about GameStop and do point, counterpoint, counter-counterpoint, etc. Yes. This week in our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This week in our collective heads This week in our collective heads Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Kevin, and I'm joined, as always, by Patrick, the man who swears he'll someday beat Final Fantasy VI. One day. One day. One day. You, Hopefully you, by the end of the year. You, I mean, you, I'd like you got, to. You got pretty far. I and then And then you're, you're picking up a bunch of other stuff, and I, I can appreciate it, but you you know how amazing it is. It is. And so oh, I, no, I do believe that that'll happen, yeah. unlike me in Witcher 3, which I, I've tried it a couple of times, and I, I, just, I just don't know if I'm ever... It's it's fun. It's, it's a blast. I've enjoyed what I've played, but yeah. I don't I don't think I have the time to sink it's, into that. There's so much. There's so many games to yeah. play. There are a lot of games to play. We want to play them. Speaking of that, we got some uh, backwards compatible games, like Indeed. we do every every single week when they announce backwards compatible games, which they do very quietly on Twitter. Yes, we give you those on our show. So starting out with uh, Epic Mickey Two, uh, yeah. which which I loved. Um, I like the Epic Mickey uh, games for a lot of reasons. A lot of the history behind the parks and Disney yeah. uh, and having Oswald in these is fantastic to me because they actually, you know, to, to fight to get the to get the rights back to do anything having to do with Oswald yeah. and having him in there as the as the villain in the first one and and everything is is great. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of this. I think it's a fun game uh, for all ages, in my opinion, um, especially if you uh, have Disney fans uh, in your life. We also got uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Yes. Uh, so and from the Sega Vintage Collection. Yeah, I didn't actually play a whole lot of games on Sega Genesis, mm -hmm. um, but this one I did. And and this game is just, it's what would have, you know, what would cool people yeah. be like on an alien planet mm -hmm. in the 90s. Yeah, because they're the cool aliens. They're, they're the coolest. <laughs> Toe Jam and... Big Earl. Big Earl. Yeah, I, I was I was always a fan of, of Toe Jam and Earl specifically because they're the cool kids. Like the the game was the game was cool, but it was the persona yeah. that, to me that, that made those games and that made people want to play those games. Yeah, and it was it was also fun because it was it was the, the, the cool kid motif mm -hmm. but unlike any other cool yeah. kids we'd ever seen before. Yeah. I mean backwards hat, sure, but the number of legs is not the typical number of legs I see on the cool yeah, kids. It was so, so good. It was yeah. so good. So that those are the backwards compatible games uh, that we got. Which uh, again, they they keep adding to that list. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's growing and growing and growing, and more games. Some of which you'd expect, and some of which you wouldn't. Epic Mickey, great. Uh, I wouldn't have expected Toe Jam and Earl, but it's great that it's getting on there yeah. because that means your digital collection just carries over digital and physical discs. If you had the physical discs of Epic Mickey, yes, yeah. So that's really fun. Um, and just as a preview, for our uh, topic of the episode show this week, we're going to be talking about default weapons. And this this goes back to, like, a lot of times you start off and they'll, they'll give you something kind of pitiful. Mm -hmm. 
but you know you can always go back to it because it's going to have infinite ammo and that way you can always beat the game and so we reached out to the community and asked you know what are your favorite default weapons in games yeah and so we're not talking about like you know the master sword is technically your default weapon or whatever in zelda but this is more like in it's going to show up more in, in like shooter type yeah. games or well, things like that. Well, you get the Kokiri sword first, anyway. So yeah, if you're playing, and, and that, that doesn't anything. count. Nobody goes back to the Kokiri sword. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so but we'll yeah. talk about that on the topic of the episode show. So if you're watching us live, then um, yeah, uh, send that. If you're watching this on YouTube or listen to the podcast, I'm sorry it's too late, but we will get to you. I promise. But you can comment. You can comment. Comment because because we like seeing those and we like that interaction. Uh, we did get some. Um, interesting stuff out of GameStop. Uh, GameStop did not let us down in the way that they, in, in their disconnect uh, from uh, from their employees. Uh, GameStop had announced previously that they were going to be open on Thanksgiving. Right. And uh, 2014, they, they said, we're not going to be open on Thanksgiving. We want our you know employees to be able to spend time with their families. And um, in as, as a part of their statement, they said, quote, many of our store associates asked for this. Um, I, I think that they're kind of conflating the numbers. You're talking um, about like the fact that they're going to be open this Thanksgiving. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can, I can see. Okay, I've, I've worked retail, yeah. and and like there, there are a lot of times, particularly around the holidays, when I would be like, yeah, sure, if I can keep, pick up an extra couple of hours or whatever. And a lot of times, and I don't, I don't know if they're, if this is how they're handling any of this, but I, I want to provide kind of a counterpoint because yeah. when we initially saw it, it was like. That's that's not cool. Yeah. Let them let them spend time with their families. But then I was thinking back to uh, times when I've worked in retail, mm -hmm. and a lot of times they'll like uh, release restrictions on like the number of hours you can work or whatever. And then you know if you work on a on a on a holiday, you get one point five times the pay. Yeah. And so it can be something because like by four or five in the evening, we don't know when they're going to be open. But by the evening, I'm kind of done with Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> like Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is is a lunch and gathering thing, yeah. and so I think that there will probably be people who who will be okay at least with with the idea of being able to get in a couple extra hours and and maybe be compensated. Yeah. We don't we don't know their compensation yeah factors there, but I, I think it boils down to if you're if you're paying your employees enough, they're not going to be asking for those to pull up, pick up those extra shifts. Uh, if you want to do something like that, I would I would suggest more like the Starbucks model of how they do their holidays, how they do Christmas, and how they do Thanksgiving. Okay. Because very specific stores, like say uh, one in the district, maybe two, depending on how busy it is, those stores will be open. All the other stores will be closed. So your very high traffic stores, maybe they're the stores that are really close to shopping uh, shopping malls in that area, uh, mm -hmm. like the in Frisco, for instance. Preston and Warren's gonna is, is always open uh, in Plano. There, there's specific stores that will be open because of their traffic. And then they the can other kind stores of pull shut in employees down. from and it's okay. all volunteer. Okay. And everyone who's at that store at that day volunteered to be at the shift, so that way no one is forced to work that shift. If GameStop did something similar to that, I think I'd be happy with it. Unfortunately, games the way that GameStop runs, they wouldn't do that. Um, yeah. I, I liked that about Starbucks because I could pick up an extra shift when they said, hey, who wants to work Christmas Day? And I'd go, uh, I can work after, after uh, 12. And they'd yeah. go, yeah, that's fine. Start your shift at 1. Fantastic. I'd do all my Christmas stuff in the morning and do that. S similar with uh, Christmas Eve. Um, you know, yeah. they were like, oh, we're shutting down the store at uh, Christmas Eve at 5. I'm like, that's fine. I will close the store. 
because then I can close the store and go to whoever's house, my family's house, and be there at six or seven. Yeah. So it, it, doing it on a volunteer basis and limiting the amount of stores that, that are open funnels your uh, customers so that way those store it's actually more efficient because not everyone is going to uh, go to GameStop on Thanksgiving. Yeah. You're going to have a handful of customers. So I think that would be a better model if you want to do it. I think this this just shows that, that they're not be, you have people in retail not being paid enough. So I'm not sure how far the line, how far down the line we are on counterpoint, counter, counterpoint, counter, counter, counter. Yeah. But most of a substantial number of GameStops are in malls. Yep. Those won't be open because the malls won't be open, right? Um, because they don't open. Tech, I, yeah. I know. I know Stonebriar won't be. If if the so malls you can't closed. get into the Stonebriar GameStop. Yeah. yeah. So if those get funneled out, then it, it could be a volunteer thing. We don't know. It could be. So we're going to stop talking about that because there's a lot of information we don't know, and we can just complain about retail. But the bottom line is, yeah, we're glad we don't work in retail anymore. Yeah, I am very <laughs> glad about that. Uh, speaking of that, I'm glad I don't work retail when this puppy comes out. Not yeah. that one. This one. Uh, when the Super Nintendo. Uh, classic comes out because I'm I want it so bad I want it uh, I'm, I'm gonna pick one up what am I saying uh, I'm pick, I'm gonna pick one up but I think that this is another rush you know of, of people that are gonna be there now uh, Walmart previously made the mistake of putting up pre-orders for the Super Nintendo Mm-hmm. Um, now uh, there's talk about uh, there is going there are going to be uh, pre-sale uh, for the for the Super Nintendo starting in August, which mm-hmm. which is great. But they didn't give us a date or a time or anything, and nope. it's just going to be one of those things where all of a sudden, like for five minutes, we, yeah, it will be available and gone. Like NES NES Classic crashed Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you can't. I mean, that doesn't happen. So, yeah, my my opinion on that is that when it happens, and it's going to happen again, that it'll be less than an hour uh, before it's sold out. Oh yeah, uh, because absolutely. if the when they said okay, no, we're going to have these for realsies, that means okay, we know how many we're going to get, and how many we can sell. Because yeah. that was the mistake that Walmart made. They went, all right, let's do some pre-sales. Oh crap! Wait, how many are we getting? Uh, cancel, cancel, cancel. Um, Walmart yeah. still doesn't even know how many they're getting. So, yeah. yeah, to get an official one on this is is great. I still am going to go old school to a store uh, the day that it opens. Hopefully it works. But that's that's my plan, at least. Yeah. My, my plan is to have people who can call me whether I'm asleep or not <laughs> and let me know. That if you can get one. If, if, and, and I'll be like, ah, order, order, order. Yeah. And so, and so I already have, uh, I, I have Target, Best mm-hmm. Buy. I'm not going Walmart because they already screwed up the pre-orders. Um, and then Amazon, like I'm always signed into yeah. those. And then I can pull it up. Like my credit card information is already in there and like everything's set so up. Just jump so, in. So yeah. Yeah. That'll work. That'll work. I hope. I hope so. Hope so. <laughs> also, I hope um, that Minecraft come, the Minecraft crossplay comes to Sony because currently it's not, it's not happening. Um, right. So, but the, but the actual news this week is that they are, that they are launching uh, full Mobile crossplay with uh, PC, Xbox, and mobile. Correct. Which, I that's that's kind of amazing because I would I I might be willing to buy the mobile version just to go check out the the servers where they're where they've created Westeros. Yeah. Because they, I want to go on a tourist. Yeah. And just wander around King's Landing. They announced this last year, um, and Sony has been the only holdout. Uh, be, Sony yeah. basically uh, with this and other properties has said. That you know, it's about security, and they want to make sure that every. 
I, I disagree uh, on that because we're not talking about uh, we're talking about servers that are owned by another reputable company. We're not yeah. talking about ser- uh, open servers that someone created. Uh, you know, they're they're owned by the other. Now with Minecraft, you can create your own PC server, but with a console like the PlayStation, um, there's no way to inject code like in Minecraft that yeah. will then be sent to your console. Right. So it's everything, already safe. Yeah, everything's already in set up set up in assets and whatever. Yeah. So it's already it's already safe to do something like that, but they they're saying that it's it's for safety reasons. I don't think it's for safety reasons. I think it's for infrastructure reasons and they don't want to put the money in to actually work on this. And yeah. that's sad. And it's 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 also disappointing to like I realize that that Xbox is the underdog, and so it, it behooves them from a business perspective to to step up and be like, "Yeah, we're willing to do whatever it takes for our gamers." Of course they are, <laughs> right? And they also but, own Minecraft, so they're like integrating a lot of this. They want it to all, to all be integrated, but it's just I, not. I under, I understand all that, but there there is a certain element here where where Sony Sony is is approaching this from a business perspective instead of a customer's perspective, yeah. and so that's disappointing. And I really wish that they would. Uh, Stop doing that, <laughs> and and I'm I'm kind of bummed about that. Yeah, uh, especially I mean I know that they're in the lead. Uh, the PS4 is sold over double the amount of Xbox Ones, and that includes mm-hmm. Xbox One S and all that. So they've they've sold. Uh, they've they're already way ahead, but that doesn't mean that you're that doesn't mean you're done. That doesn't mean you can rest on your laurels at that point. Yeah. I mean your games are going great. Your infrastructure is is great. Just integrate it with with these types of games. It needs to have that integration. Yeah. Um, speaking of great things, uh, so and Dra- integration and integration. Dragon Quest uh, Eleven is coming out, which is I'm I'm really happy about. Uh, and one of the the great things about the game is that uh, when you beat the game, you're actually going to get Dragon Warrior unlocked, which I think is is really cool. Um, yeah. Dragon Warrior being the first Dragon Quest game in the in the in the uh, franchise mm-hmm. on uh, NES, right? Which we talked they, about. Like I, and I don't I don't know why they didn't think that American audiences would understand the word quest. <laughs> like, I mean, come on, we we already had Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I but think, anyway, but did but, they think that it was gonna it was gonna stop people from playing video games? I don't know. So I, the, the, I'm, I'm I'm puzzled by a lot of a lot of <laughs> decisions made during that time. But um, yeah. but Dragon Warrior is is a really fun game, mm-hmm. and it's 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 cool to get to go back and to see uh, how many things carry over through this series of a dozen games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Dragon Quest Eleven also looks just. It, it looks so much fun. It looks fun, beautiful. I, 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 I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I love the 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 whimsy, you know, in, in the game. They're it's not afraid of that. Where Final Fantasy yeah. is going more more realistic and more more you know bro bro yeah boy boy <laughs> band pretty pretty boys yeah uh, I, I I get it, but Dragon Quest has just said you know no we're just we're just gonna we're, be we're gonna we're gonna stick with fantasy because fantasy is wonderful yeah. and you want to play fantasy yeah and well and Final Fantasy uh, fourteen has continued that I mean it's very true to the Final Fantasy yeah. uh, world and it still has a lot of that uh, a lot of that um, uh, Final Fantasy culture it has a lot of the anime anime culture it has a lot of the the world of Final Fantasy and true to those uh, those tropes yeah. so I think it's cool we've got Magitek armor. Doesn't matter. If, if I had time, I would absolutely be playing Final Fantasy XIV. Um, well, and, and if, if if you do have time, if, you'd probably if be playing the summer games for uh, Overwatch. Um, yeah. 
so summer games are back uh, for for Overwatch, which is so this was this was last year. You know you know more about Overwatch than I do, but this has the uh, uh, Lucio Ball, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which uh, I which I, was which was like game. Lucille Ball. Yeah, it was it was it was the game mode from from the last summer games, and on top of that, they've also lowered the prices for all of the all of the skins from last year. They're okay. introducing some new skins, some new legendary skins or whatever, but they've dropped the price from three thousand to one thousand credits, and uh, those uh, skins can also pop up in regular boxes, so yes. it's not going to be a cash only type thing. Yeah, um, I'm excited about this. There's a there's a Genji skin that I really wanted that. Uh, that I'm I'm excited about, and I I also appreciate because like there have been some skins that I missed, yeah, and uh, having the opportunity to go back and check those out will be really fun. Like um, uh, I I I misread the time or something for like when the Halloween event was gonna end, and I wanted the I wanted the Mercy Witch yeah. skin yeah. because that that skin is wonderful. Um, and and so being able to to go back and and understanding that they're they're going to give us another shot at those yeah is going to be really cool and um they're also doing a thing where uh twitch prime uh members will actually be able to get some free overwatch skins through a really convoluted process i i, I linked it and and we'll we'll put it in the show notes uh, up on YouTube. Twitch Prime but is convoluted already. It's Twitch just... Twitch Prime is very convoluted, yeah. but like you have to you have to sign into to the Twitch Prime, and then you have to go over to your Blizzard.net, which probably works fine on PC. But if it's on console, then you have to link into like you have to sign into like four different things, yeah. Yeah. and then click from one, which signs you into. It's complicated, but yeah, <laughs> link 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 in the show notes. Yeah. Um, Speaking of complicated things yep. that actually aren't, um, WNBA is going to be in NBA Live uh, 18. Almost like it's a sport. Almost <laughs> like it's just a different. I mean, it's it's it's, you have it's different, a different players, but different it's the same division. sport. Yeah, I think it's, like, I think it's fantastic. So so you know they, I'm 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 interested to see how the how the gameplay will vary because mm -hmm. watching WNBA um, I have I have a cousin who plays basketball mm -hmm. and and she and so I, I watched some of the WNBA games with her and it is <coughs> it is a very different pace of yeah. game and I think it'll be interesting to see cuz like they could just you know make the game identical in both but I think it'll be interesting to see how they how they balance it and and what they do to the to the actual players yeah. themselves. It's different pace and different dynamics. There's a lot more um, there's a lot more fundamentals and like and more finesse. And I mean that I don't mean that in a feminine way. I just mean like there's a lot more subtleties involved. Well, there's not the there's w, not the, the WNBA. There's not as much um, there's not as much showboating yeah. and and like the 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 egos that take over because if if you're watching the the Lakers, I don't even know if he's still playing, but Kobe Bryant, like he just I'm in charge and I'm going to do all the things, yep. and and that's one of the reasons I don't like him. <laughs> because like like you watch Jordan, yeah. You always knew where Jordan was, but he always knew where everybody else was. Yeah. You watch Kobe, and you think that he thinks that he just has yeah. to take on everything, and it's like this is this is a team game. I know you're the star or whatever, but come on, work with the other people. Jordan was scoring and making and making those points because he knew he could. Mm -hmm. But that didn't mean that, and he and he took opportunities when they presented yeah. themselves. Kobe forces stuff. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. So I, I think it's great that they're being included in there. 
this is the first time that it's happening, so mm -hmm. uh, I will I will say that depending on what what comes out of it, uh, I'll kind of I may give them a little bit benefit of the doubt because this is the first four way foray into it, which I hope is not the last foray into it. I hope that yeah, it I think I think that it's something um, because EA like they started doing they started putting the uh, or no live is yeah live is EA. There's two different basketball games I don't play either one of them so I get them confused <laughs> NBA sometimes. NBA Live, NBA 4, 2K14, yep, sections, yeah. Um, but but yeah, so like they, they introduced the, the story mode mm -hmm. into whatever game it was they put it in first and then they've rolled that out to the other games yeah. and they've continued yeah. to, to do that so I think I think WNBA is here to stay. I, I hope it is. I'm especially happy for fans of WNBA mm -hmm. who, who wanted to play. This is just getting more people to buy your game because mm -hmm. if you had a WNBA game standalone the cost to to make a completely different game would, yeah. would be would be you know, sizable. It really would be. Uh, you're you're uh, because they don't have as big of a fan base. Unfortunately, they're not going to have as many people who buy it. But you're tapping into an audience that may have that would probably pass on the NBA game previously. So yeah. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Another thing that I think is really cool is that uh, the, usually I, I'm not a fan of censoring, but in this case uh, I am. Uh, so the uh, Rocket League has, you know, some preset responses that you can say when you're when you're playing. Right. But and you, can you can also add your own your custom uh, and have them ready for later. And they are now banning certain words. Yeah. Uh, they didn't. They didn't give players. us a list, which no. I appreciate because. No, I, I don't really need to read through a list of the most awful words in the English language. Just go watch George Carlin's stand-up on that. That's all you need. But they're, they're I think they said it was, what, 27? Yeah, it's, 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 a very, it's a very limited list. Yeah. And, um, and, I mean, people, and certain variants of them yeah. as well. And so what they're what they're doing is, is they're actually going to ban players who use them. Like the first time you use one, you get banned for 24 hours. Next time is 48. Yeah. And that's another reason that I'm glad that they're that they're choosing not to release this list because it will it will actively discourage people from using the bad words that they know are bad and shouldn't be saying. Yeah. yeah. Well and and if if they if they knew which words were bad, you would use other words or try to or try to put speak it up, it up and, yeah. and yeah. So I, I think it's great. I mean there's one thing that when, when Rocket League first came out, that's one um of the aspects that I liked about it was those predefined responses, mm -hmm. which um, that was before I realized that on PC and everything you can like you can edit those, and I guess you can do it on yeah. console as well. You can. Um, I hadn't realized that before, and I thought that my first thought was this is great because if you're playing with with kids, mm -hmm. your only responses that they're gonna see, they're gonna see are you know okay there was the one that. I guess would be cursing, but it's a bunch of symbols. But the rest are like nice shot and oops and yeah. you know responses um, that would be tame, but tell yeah. you exactly what how the person was feeling. So I'm going to have to log back into uh, to Rocket League, and I'm 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 going to have to test and see if they'll let me say poop trash after my <laughs> because that's as if a, it's that, one there, word. There's a, there's a long story. Yeah, it's, it's it's a long story, but poop trash is is a is a declaration in my house of well done. <laughs> For various reasons, I almost feel like like poop may be innocuous enough that they just don't that they're just fine with it. Yeah, like because there's so well, many and, other words. And 20, 20 is a very limited mm -hmm. specter of words, and so if you're if you're gonna throw out you know the 
Carlin's words and then racial epithets. Yeah, eh, you'll probably get to twenty. You'll probably get to twenty at that point. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so uh, there was a Tom Can- Tom Clancy's uh, Wildlands was announced quite a while back, mm-hmm. uh, and we're actually going to get a five-hour demo of this, which I think is great. This is one that seemed very ambitious uh, in regards to in regards to gameplay and subject matter, and uh, you know I'm. I'm very happy that again that we're getting a demo on this, so that way you can actually test it out, see if it's something that would be up your alley, or if it's something that you just really, you know, I'm not going to dig. Yeah, and the the five hour demo is is available. Uh, you can do either the single player or the multiplayer, That's which cool. I appreciate. That's I mean, very it's, cool. it's just like you know, they're just letting you play the game, and if you really are interested in the game, five hours is not going to be enough for you, and then you play, the, then you buy the game, which is what demos are for. Yeah, I mean, like so. This is this is something mm-hmm. I know. Tandem Cannon's been into. into to Wildlands for a while, and so I'll probably try multiplayer with them and just yeah. see what happens and see what we can blow up in five yeah, hours. Exactly. I, I think that um, when I saw it immediately, I thought, oh, it's like multiplayer just cause kind of, you know, out there just because the yeah. environment and the openness. But uh, you know, again, <coughs> getting getting these games, and it's, it's weird to me because back in the day, like almost everything had a demo. Yeah. And now. Well, Xbox Live Arcade required a demo yeah. when they first launched. Yeah. But now, but all these AAA titles that are coming out without demos or without, uh, and it's it's irritating to me. But I love when companies do this, where it's like, yeah, it's just a five hour demo or an open mm-hmm. open uh, uh, weekends where you can jump in and play. Because if it's a multiplayer game, you're you're gonna need more. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna need your fix. And if and if it does in fact hook you mm-hmm. when you didn't think it would, yeah, this is the way to find that out. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I don't have a segue here. So Dynasty Warriors Nine is coming to Xbox. <laughs> Xbox. Speaking of uh, games PC. that a lot of people might not think they would like, but they should because they're fun. There we go. Dynasty Warriors Nine. So previously we we thought this was only coming out on uh, PlayStation. Uh, it's going to be coming out to Xbox uh, One and PC as well, which I'm fine with. Uh, you know. PlayStation has a lot of exclusives already. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this hurts anyone. I think this is great, especially for Dynasty Warriors to get it in the hands of more people. Because yeah. while it's a continued franchise that keeps making money, um, I think that limiting who is able to play it is kind of sad. Especially that you know with Xbox's dismal exclusives, the more yeah. that they get, the better. Yeah, and I I I really enjoy this series. Always have. Yeah. Um, just because it's 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 fun to to go through, there's there's not a lot of thought in this game. It's 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 a relaxing thing where you get to commit genocide. Sure, I mean, <laughs> relaxing genocide. Who doesn't need more of that in their life? I th- I think that it's it's a game that doesn't require as much strategy and planning. You can just hack away, and yeah. and Whitney likes those, so she'll probably like this. Um, because a lot of games requiring a lot of strategy, it's like you know I work, I have a lot of that going on already. Sometimes I just want to tune out. Yeah. So that it does help. And and I I gravitate towards the the more intense, the harder, the games that push back. Mm-hmm. Dynasty Warriors really doesn't, and it's 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 like I said, it's just relaxing. It is. And I I, I appreciate that relaxing genesis. Um. So maybe the person or people or team. Who who did unsung story relaxed a bit too much Possibly. over the past five years? Possibly because, um, yeah, uh, unsung story was was one of those Kickstarter uh, things that, that that happened and and they were they were working on it and they they swore it was going to show up and 
Yeah, it's they they weren't able to 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 finish. Yeah. Um. So they've handed it off to to somebody else who's gonna who's gonna take the assets and finish the yeah. game. The, the 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 last line in in the in this letter uh, was really telling. It said, uh, and uh, as far as where we are, in, where the game is in development, and and all of those kind of things, please direct those questions to the PR of the people who have taken <laughs> over. Because and it was it was very much this developer is, is washing their hands and walking away. Yeah. Um, I think that that a lot of a lot of uh, Kickstarter successes, the the big name ones, yeah. uh, showed up, and they they were they were ambitious, mm-hmm. and I think they also uh, undercut the idea of, of just how much work it takes to make a game, and yep. and so the the ability to to really take on a project of this scope. Um, was just not something that they that they were capable of yeah. doing. So I hope that Unsung Story mm-hmm. comes out, um, but for now, it remains unsung. Yeah, it does. A lot of uh, game developers have been looking a lot into into the early development, like how like developing games in Unity and, and such, and um, uh, going through. I'm about to go through a course actually on it, and I was reading through a lot of people's suggestions and their tips and everything. Where it's like, hey, if you're first getting into game development, this, this, this. Yeah. And the one thing that I keep seeing people pop up there is uh, your first game, when you start, should not be big. It should be ridiculously small. And then you take that and you build on it, you build on it. You take, you know, one little piece of your first game and you're like, you know, I did that really well. And then grab that aspect of it. I I did this really well and this was really fun. Let's see if I can take that and do the the next project. Because, like, uh, most people, so uh, there was a, uh, I I saw this multiple times, people who had a college course, and it's like, you have to have a working game and these are the requirements by the end of the semester. Mm -hmm. And over and over, I saw people who were like, uh, you know, there were, they split up the class into like 10 or 12 groups and two of them got it. Yeah, and the rest of them didn't because they are they were thinking of something so ambitious. The ones that had a complete game, was you know it was very simple platforming, or you know it was very straightforward in in its uh, in its um, uh, in its subject matter, because you can't do something huge in three months or yeah. Um, well, like uh, Ed, Ed McMillan is is one of the the big names in indie development. Yeah. Um, and Super Meat Boy was the one that, that he came out with, and everybody was like, ah, oh, this game. That's his 17th game. Yeah. Like, he had been making concepts and ideas and, and, and learning. And the, the, more, the more projects you do, the more you learn, the more you develop, the more your skill set grows. And that's, that's just how that works. Yeah. And so, um, so, yeah, I'm not sure where Kickstarter goes, but this is, this is another story of Kickstarter. Yeah. I think it's not because, really being able to yeah. pull it off. Well, I think it's because anybody can go. I have this amazing idea for a game, and here's yeah, some early, and, and early stuff on it, and that's great. Yeah, but if both you of us have like pitches for games yeah. that would be really cool. Yeah. We don't know how many thousands or <laughs> millions of dollars it would take to make that actually happen. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're we're not doing a Kickstarter because we don't have those factors. And even with something like. Uh, like with uh, Broken Age, yeah, Double Fine has been making games for literal decades, yeah. and even with that, the scope of their game was greater than what they were able to do on a very successful Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. it's and, so yeah, and that's and that's why Kickstarter can have that. Just like Steam, it has some great stuff and it has a lot of crap. Yeah, that's what I say about that. Um, speaking of a lot of crap, 
Yep. New 3DS <laughs> games are announced. Yeah. Um, for Persona 5, so Persona spinoffs, we're going to get a 3DS game, we're going to get a, a dancing game, and a first two person. Games. Sorry, two dancing games. I'm sorry. And the and the and uh, the first person thing is the one for 3DS. Um, it's actually going to be the, the second version of this. Like, there, there's another one for 3DS. I don't... I don't understand why they keep announcing games for 3DS. Um, I don't get it. It, I know that it has a huge market. Um, PlayStation okay. 2 had a huge market forever. Yeah. And people will continue to play those, yes. But the amount of money and the amount of time and 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 actually, furthermore, what it does to the industry in holding back... Uh, mm -hmm. Graphics is is horrible. I mean, the well, fact that we're already in a in a, um, a console cycle where the Xbox uh, the Xbox One X um, we had developers uh, last week that were talking about how uh, they had multiple games that they were going to be running on this. I'm sure you saw the, the articles on it. Yeah. And multiple basically saying, hey, Xbox One X, you know, we're going to have the highest textures, but it's 1080 with 60 frames a second. It still can't do 4K. And all these developers basically saying, it's not next gen. Like, yeah. if we're making something for we PC, appreciate, yeah. yeah, it's it's nice to have that more overhead, but you're already dealing with a console market and already dealing with a turnaround that does not, uh, can't keep up with the game developers. You're, yeah. you're already developing for the lowest uh, common denominator. Previous console generation was the Xbox 360, and this generation it's the Xbox One. Yeah. Um, and I'm only saying that not to dog on Microsoft, but specifically saying if you're having something come out on, on console and PC, it hold back, holds back developers when you do something like this. And I think this just continues to do that when you keep uh, beating a dead horse of the 3DS. Yes, people still have a 3DS and people still play the 3DS, but we ha they need to be weaned off to get in the new stuff. There's a lot of yeah. older games. That I'm sure they have a backlog of games that, that they can enjoy for the time being while they you know make the transition yeah like you with your vita yeah you're gonna be yeah. making and, that transition and that's that's something else that uh that i, I said a couple weeks ago like i'm not asking developers to make games for vita anymore yeah i i understand that this is that this is a diminished one that this is a diminishing audience and two that that development tools and the the ability to take advantage of new hardware yeah. new specs is yeah gonna be kind of rough yeah. So I, I I want them to I want game development and game developers to move forward into into the next generation of, of whatever's you know whatever's coming up whatever's happening yeah um, but sometimes you can move back and still have fun sometimes you can move back while waiting for the next project <laughs> um, Shadow of Mordor uh, went on crazy sales yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago on on Steam on Xbox on on PlayStation they were selling it for like four or five dollars yeah because uh this is this is a game that everybody that i've talked to who played it yeah loved it yes because it it takes it takes elements of uh of assassin's creed and the combat of arkham the lore of of uh tolkien yeah uh between between the books between the movies they had to make their own uh you know their own system sure and i love this game and i i Again, just about everybody that I've talked to that played it loved it. Yeah. And 
they just want more people to play it mm -hmm. in anticipation of their next game that's coming exactly. out. Exactly. Go play the previous one while you get ready for, for yeah. the new and one. And there's, there's going to be some carryovers that we've talked about in previous episodes. But yeah, so Shadow of Mordor was the second most downloaded game uh, on PlayStation last month. And I thought that was really fun and exciting, so I just wanted to, really cool. to briefly talk about that. I'm happy that um, that uh, Friday the 13th, I just picked up Friday the 13th uh, mm -hmm. on sale uh, previous weekend, and I was really happy to see how it's one of the top games uh, on PlayStation for like like being purchased and downloaded. Yeah. I'm really happy about that because it's fun. Um, it's, again, one of those games that go in there and 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 just experience it because you're going to die, but yeah. it's interesting how you die, and you can spectate other people, which I think is just as fun. Whitney and I were playing the other night, or I was playing, she was watching, and I would die you know, in like four minutes, and then could spectate for the next ten, and watch other people try to get try to get something, and right. we're just like yelling at the screen. Go team! We're just yelling at the screen like, oh, oh, he's going through the window, he's going through the window. Oh, I got him. <laughs> it was, it's really cool. That's nice. Really a fan. Um, so there were a couple of, of, of products that we wanted to, to tell about because they're they're fun and weird and exciting. Yeah. So first off, we have uh, Guile Hair Gel is being <laughs> sold in Japan, which I know you're excited about I'm and are probably going to buy. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like so like it's it's a, it's a picture of Guile with his hair slicked back and bam, holding out the hair gel and. I don't know why he hasn't been selling hair gel since the 90s. I mean, he this has... Is, this This should have been happening for a lot longer now. I'm glad it exists. I, I, I am too. This is this is easy marketing uh, for, for a hair gel product, yeah. um, which is funny because I, I knew a guy in high school who, like, always spiked up his hair, and, like, they, like, specifically because the rule for, uh, in our school was, like, you can't have your hair spiked up over this amount, so he specifically started spiking up his hair just to that amount <laughs> but he found that the at least at, at the time like there are probably a little bit better products out there now but at the time he tried all these different hair gels and products mm -hmm. and the thing that worked the best in regards to keeping it up and washing out was elmer's glue yeah all right it would spike up your hair stay the stay the best stay the longest and then for like spikes like yeah and then it washed out just easily really yeah like you wouldn't have expected it, but yeah. Like and he's that is useful information. It's useful information. So Elmer's glue works. It's safe. It's safe. <laughs> we also got uh, a we also got a Witcher uh, coloring book, mm -hmm. which. This has been a growing trend to have these uh, adult coloring books um, where uh, the... It's not that the subject matter is adult. It's just that they're geared towards, you know, adults where... Although this one does have Geralt in the bath. He is which, in the bath. It doesn't show anything, but he is in the bath. Right, yes. but it's... Yeah. But there... This has been a growing thing for, um, for uh, adults uh, and coloring because it is very relaxing to 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 do something like that something like we were talking about these hack and slash games where you can just just tune out for a bit and and that kind of almost mindless task kind of helps you and coloring has been a big thing in regards to therapy and in regards to um, uh, people who have anxiety and depression and being able to just not worry about that and just color a page yeah. it actually really helps and there's some really cool ones that are um, like based on artists or really interesting ge geometrical sets. Uh, I like I like the superheroes. the symmetrical ones, mm -hmm. like just just designs, the yeah. the, the more abstract. Um, it also allows people like me who are not. 
actually good at art to make something pretty. Exactly. Exactly. So I think I think it's really cool. When I when I saw that, I immediately thought that uh, it, it's a great um, that there need to be more uh, coloring books like that because just because the um, just because the subject matter isn't isn't cheery and Disney doesn't mean that you wouldn't want like a Last of Us coloring book. Yeah. Like they they could be really pretty. This is totes, the topic of the episode show, where we throw out a topic to you and you send it back to us. We read those topics and discuss them. Yeah. So this week we're going to talk about our favorite default weapons. Like a lot of times games will give you kind of a fallback weapon in, in situations with, with limited ammo, limited yeah. magic, limited whatever. Sure. And so that way you always have something to fight mm -hmm. with. And some of those are okay. Some of those we have nostalgia for. Like one of the, the first one that came to mind for me was the crowbar from Half-Life. Yeah. Because yeah. like... I'm I'm kind of like I'm always panicking when they give me limited anything, and so I'm like ah I can't use any bullets I'm just gonna hack everything to miss with the crowbar, and so I went through most of the game with the crowbar specifically so you can save ammo. Yeah, specifically yeah. to yeah. save ammo, and and I mean that's in in Last of Us I'm running around choking people out and stabbing them because and everything. you can yeah. yeah yeah and so so yeah so. Uh, I really appreciate when they when they give you something like that, so that you so that you always have something. Yep. And so we wanted to reach out to the community and, and ask you, you know, what what are some of those weapons that you have nostalgia for? Yeah. Um, Chris White says he really likes the starting guns in the Halo series, both the pistol and the machine gun. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you'll use some of the other ones, mm -hmm. but but these these are are just really durable, reliable weapons. And Alex Karn said the the. Uh, pistol is legendary. Correct. Yeah. And yeah, because because like you you just go through and like mm -hmm. actually in multiplayer they actually had to patch down the the damage that the pistol was doing because if you could get a headshot off, you're good. You win. You're good. Yeah. And so the they they went into the multiplayer matches and they were like, oh goodness, everybody's only <laughs> using the pistol and that's what we're doing. Yeah, we're going to tone that down yeah. a little bit. Similarly, when it comes to pistols, I think uh, two different franchises have this, but the Tomb Raider. Uh, old school Tomb Raider uh, franchise, uh, I, the pistols in that, and then you could like um, uh, get upgraded versions or whatever. But the pistols mm -hmm. in that, I would use constantly because the in the old school Tomb Raider, you know, uh, shotgun shells and all of that are kind of limited. Yeah. Where um, you're not really limited in, in regards to the to the uh, dual pistols. Again, with dual pistols, the Hitman games, um, I would use yeah. those a lot. Now you can't upgrade those and everything, but. I would I use those almost the entire game just because it's so cool. Yeah, it's not very stealthy, but it's really cool to have you know, to to do that. And I'm I'm bam, a fan. Bam, 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 bam. I'm a fan. Yeah. We also talked uh, last week about what may be the best, uh, which is the sledgehammer from uh, from Red Faction Guerrilla Warfare. It's so much fun. The versatility in that. I mean, the fact that you can hit. I mean, you're hitting someone with like what is that? Of like a 40, 30 pound sledge or something. Yeah. So I mean it. It mows through, 
your opponents, at least at least knocking them down, so then you can do like a vertical hit on them. Yeah. Uh, but it also takes down buildings. You know, you can literally make your own hole into a building, go through, and then just wipe out people inside. And it surprises them when they're guarding this door and you come in from behind. Yeah. It's enough of a surprise that you can get in and hit them in the head with the with the freaking sledgehammer. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of versatility, Christian Michaels said that uh, his favorite was the Bioshock Infinite Skyhook. Because it's it's a weapon, it's a traversal yeah. mechanic. It it like there's just so much more to it, mm-hmm. and uh, the skyhook itself allows for for uh, a lot of really special moments where yeah. where you're just up over the city and you can you can see it in a way that you wouldn't have been able to mm-hmm. otherwise. And so, I really appreciate when they when they take a weapon and they they make it into more than just a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as like just straight up weapons go, though, the X Buster from Mega Man X. Yeah, like, yeah. There's other weapons or whatever, um, but I found myself using that way more than I did in the original Mega Man series. Yeah. Like Mega Man X, most of the time I'm just going in with the X Buster until it comes to the boss, sure. and then if they have a weakness to it, I'll do it there. Yeah. But like, it it just becomes so crazy powerful. I think part of it also it's it's the idea when you start the story and you you just become attached to certain weapons. I mean, even yeah. if another weapon is is better, you're like, I love the look of this one though. The Buster Sword in in, in Final Fantasy VII. I mean, yeah. it's so iconic. I mean, it's 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 on the uh, it's it's on all of the it's on the uh, cover of the co- game. The cover it's on the promotional every, art, yeah. everything. Yeah. So so when you get an upgrade like two and a half three hours into the game where you do have a better sword. I kept the Buster Sword for a while because I'm like, I, I really like it. It's just, I like the look. Yeah. And then very quickly you have another sword and, you know, the game has like 70 or 80 hours of gameplay and you're playing with all these different swords. But that Buster Sword looks so cool. Yeah. Um, and, like, uh, in when I played Bloodborne, mm-hmm. I kept the cane for, yes. like, the entire game oh, because yeah. because it was it was so versatile because you had, like, the... the Short range, super poke and stab and whatever, and then you had like the room clearing, whoosh, whoosh, whip version, and that that was that was just fun. I literally looked up because I was looking at, to see okay, what are, what did different people uh, talk about in some of these, and did a little quasi research, more of just like you know, kind of to keep get the creative juices going. Yeah. And someone commented about the cane on that, and they're like, "This is the only weapon you need in the game." Yeah, it's so yeah, fun. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and Christian again uh, says the the hunter's axe for for Bloodborne because like it was it was great it was it was good strength it was good versatility in it and and that's that's something that I, I look for but like again for me somebody who who continues to come back to to what will help me conserve the most you know stuff just in case yeah. I need it later um, I really liked how in going back to the Last of Us when spoilers. It, you should have played it by now, but uh, but when you're it's still a good game even if you're spoiled. Promise. When you're playing, there's a section where you get to play as Ellie. Yeah. And uh, whereas uh, Joel will like choke him out and, and kill him that way, um, Ellie just leaps on like a wild animal and is like stab 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 and like as they fall down and are dying, she's still stabbing yeah. away because she's so she's so desperate. And so they used they used the 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 weapon as a mode of communicating the differences between the two characters. Yeah. And I, I, I really appreciated that and being able to uh, to see, you know, what it was. Um, and so, you know, there are a lot of default weapons in games that 
that we have nostalgia for or that we feel are really well done. Yeah. And those those are some of those weapons for us. Yeah. So, so let us know in the comments what some of your favorite default weapons are uh, that you uh, played in video games and ones that, you know, just hold a special place in your heart that even if they're not that great, you just keep using them. Indeed. We'll talk to you guys later. See you next week. Thank you.